Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, and Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, highly acclaimed educator, and award-winning journalist. She is the cosmetic industry leader. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here, to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 16A, our mini episode on hydrators. I'm Trina Renee and I am here with Rebecca Gadbury and we are excited to talk to you about specific ingredients you want to look out for for hydrating. So Rebecca, I'm going to let you take the floor on this since you're the master, guru master, <laughs> the guru legendary. Master. <laughs> when you say guru, I always feel like I'm Mike Myers and the love guru sitting on a meditation pillow or something. Right. We're going to change that to the to the legendary. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm a legend in my old mind. <laughs> Oh, and to many others, believe me. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So, I'm either that or a pioneer. I'm just old. I think that's what they both mean. <laughs> well, no, you're very special to the industry because you just give the knowledge out in a way that other people can understand where it's very confusing to learn about chemistry and ingredients and things. So you explain yeah. it really well. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that. So I know about hyaluronic acid, which we're going to touch at the end of this episode, or then we'll do it in a future episode. Right, but, if we um, have time. Let's start with the the ones that are you think are the most important and your well, favorite. If you remember in the episode on hydration with Dr. Vicki and Julie, our, our well-educated consumer, I love <laughs> that. Um, we agree that glycerin, is probably the most important humectant. It's also so old. It was developed, as far as I know, it was developed in uh, an ancient culture that we've lost track of. It wasn't developed by the Greeks because there's a... Um, uh, a recipe for a moisturizer back uh, using glycerin from like 2,500 years ago. Oh, my God. I know. Can you believe that? And, I mean, if for those of you who haven't heard episode 16, uh, what is actually, what is glycerin? Glycerin is simply what we call a clear fat. And it's uh, it originally came from the tallow of animals, from the fat of animals. Mm -hmm. Um the um, people who settled our country and also people in Europe, uh, throughout Europe, uh, and probably other cultures as well, would make glycerin soap at the same time that they would make candles. Mm. 
Hmm. because it all comes from the reduction of tallow or fats. Today, it doesn't really come from fat animal fats anymore, uh, unless it's just treated as a commodity ingredient in a very uh, low-priced glycerin bar or something. Hmm. Most of the market, and especially the professional market, the aesthetics market, and the spa markets, the, the medical markets, use plant-derived glycerin. From what plant? Uh, it depends. Or different plants. Different plants, palm kernel, coconut oil. Mm. If it comes from palm kernel, we need to be careful of um, using ingredients that come from palm because uh, the palm trees or the palm plants are taken from areas like Borneo where uh, animals like orangutans are endangered. Mm. So you want to look for a glycerin that is uh, has a special certification. Mm. And if um, I'm reminded, I will put on the show notes what that certification is that you're looking for. Okay. It will either be on the package but like the consumer could look isn't it. going to see that on the package, right? It's going they to be might. more that... It depends that... upon whether it's part of the marketing strategy for the brand or not. But mostly like um, chemists and labs would be looking right. for a proper glycerin to use in their pro- product. For a certified glycerin that's certified safe mm-hmm. as far as being derived from plants in Borneo or other endangered areas. Okay. okay. And I do notice that Glycerin is in many, 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 many products, like right. almost all of them, I feel like. It's in a lot of products because it is a tried and true hydrator or what we call a humectant. Mm-hmm. A humectant is a substance that attracts water to its molecule. Mm-hmm. The problem with a lot of humectants is that if there's not enough water around the molecule coming from the air when it's on the skin, it'll take it from the skin instead. Because which is terrible. Which it'll is dehydrate terrible. You. And that's a problem with ingredients like sodium PCA. Um, very popular ingredient from like 20 or 30 years ago, but if you do not have it in a well-formulated moisturizer with a lot of... Um, uh, fats or lipids in it, then it's going to take it from your skin, the water from your skin and dehydrate your skin. Mm. So I stopped using sodium PCA about 25 years ago. That's kind of like when a moisturizer, you people say, oh, I put it on and I feel like I just have to keep putting it right. on because right. it's drying It's drying the skin, or it could be due to what we call the washout effect of the moisturizer. And that's where you have emulsifiers, Usually steric acids, uh, that's an S-T-E-A-R syllable that you're looking for. It could be steric acid, sterile alcohol, uh, something like that, uh, that are high up in the ingredient list, not which means that there there is more than one percent, maybe five, six, seven percent of that ingredient in the moisturizer. And the higher up in the list it is, the more likely it'll have a washout effect on your barrier. And what that means is uh, an emulsifier, which as you know, Trina, is it's like the the minister that marries the water and the oil, but mm-hmm. instead of uh, letting them go home and having their life, the emulsifier 
the minister goes home with them and makes sure that their marriage sticks, right? <laughs> so uh -huh. it holds water and oil together. Mm -hmm. And it does such a good job that it will, if there's too much of it in the product, it will go into your barrier and start emulsifying your barrier so that when you wash your face, some of your barrier lipids come out with it. And we talked about barrier lipids. I think we talk about it in the episode on barrier repair. Yes. And, and the problem with that is that your skin starts to feel drier. So as your skin feels drier, you put more moisturizer on. Right. That has a more drying effect. And so it's what I call a vicious cycle. And, and so I would say to the public then, if you you're feeling like a moisturizer you're using is not satisfying the moisture. Right. Stop using that. Don't Stop add using it. Yes. another ingredient that's going to be hydrating because you. It might be this right. product that the, you just the added. The washout effect. That's it's not a product. It's an ingredient. An ingredient in yeah. the pro in a product. Right. And right. so the higher up the emulsifiers are, the more likely this washout effect could be occurring. Okay. So what's a go another good? Uh, hydrating ingredient that well, people... Well, let's finish talking about glycerin. Okay. Uh, you're looking for ingredients, not only glycerin, G-L-Y-C-E-R-I-N is the way we spell it in the United States. It may have an E on the end, which a year is a European way of spelling it or a Canadian way. But you're also looking for the syllable G-L-Y, as in glycerol sterate. And there we have the stare, but we've got the gly in there too. It's a water-attracting emulsifier. So glycerol sterate can actually counteract that washout effect. Glycerin on its own, we want in there, again, in this upper half of the ingredient label. When you're looking at an ingredient label, about midway is halfway where we see the 1%, and then anything after that midway is in there at less than 1%. So we want to see the glycerin in there as maybe the second, third, fourth, or fifth ingredient. Mm. And what it does, it is a super moisture magnet. It draws water from the air and makes it available to the skin. Okay. Okay, it also goes into your skin and pulls moisture from the moisturizer above. If you're using uh, hyaluronic acid, that offers a continuous layer of moisture to that glycerin, so they work together mm. uh, synergistically to hydrate the skin even more. So you want to see um, with a hyaluronic acid product, and you might see it on the label as sodium hyaluronate, um, and there will be other uh, ingredient names for sodium or for hyaluronic acid that we'll talk about in an upcoming episode. Mm -hmm. But whenever you see the hyaluron syllable, you know you're working with hyaluronic acid. You put glycerin in there, and they work together to pull moisture in the skin continuously. So even better. Even better, and it do magnifies they, the effect. Do they ever put glycerin in a hyaluronic acid serum? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, again, the two work together. Hyal hyaluronic acid on its own is too big of a molecule to get into the skin, with a few exceptions that we're going to talk about in that upcoming episode, mm -hmm. which is why we're going to spend so much time on hyaluronic acid. But mm -hmm. hyaluronic acid or sodium hyaluronate 
cannot pull moisture into the skin on its own. It needs a humectant that goes down into the skin, like glycerin, mm -hmm. in order to pull moisture in. Okay, mm -hmm. and glycerin but also does. But hyaluronic yeah. acid also pulls water from the product that you right. have on top of it, or uh, or, or with in it, it, around or in it, it. Yeah. yeah, deeper into the skin. Right, that's the purpose to get that water in. Okay, what it is? What is it? It's the purpose she is she like, she um, shook her shook head at my me. Head. Yes, it's so rude. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Imagine a microscopic thread. Uh -huh. really tiny, you can't see it, and it's saturated with water, up to a thousand times its weight in water, mm -hmm. okay? And you put those on your skin, almost like a meshwork over your skin. Mm -hmm. That's hyaluronic acid. And that saturated little thread or fiber continues to wa offer water to the skin for as long as it's on the skin. But if your skin doesn't is not prepared to take the water in, then you just have water on the surface of your skin. Right. Okay? So it doesn't attract water to itself. It gives water out. And glycerin and other humectants, there's a fabulous humectant that is, it's trade-named moisture magnet. It's that effective. Mm. It's called saccharide isomerate. The spelling for that is going to be in your show notes. Mm -hmm. And saccharide isomerate is even better at glycerin than pulling water into the skin. It pulls up to 400 times its weight in water to the skin. Mm. So you might see that. You might see saccharide isomerate. You might see glycerin in there. You might also see some sugars that uh, may look kind of weird in the product. Fructose and glucose and um, uh, let me see. Hold on a second. I wrote them down so I could remember them. But sugars in the products um, oh. aren't going to affect somebody with diabetes, right? No, they're not because they're not that kind of sugar. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're, and that's a good point. A lot of people think, you know, if there's sugar in my product, I can't have it because I'm a diabetic. And, right. and it's not like that at all. These sugars, which are... Um, what we call our natural moisturizing factors, they're made by the cells in the skin. And they are part of that brick and uh, part of that mortar that Dr. Vicki and I were talking about mm -hmm. uh, in an upcoming episode, actually, <laughs> and in the, in the barrier repair area. And uh, they're in there to help pull water into the skin and to maintain the water content in your skin. A lot of times they evaporate or they're not made at the same rate. And this is true as we get older. After the age of 30, your skin starts to lose the war with things like free radicals and, and cellular repair or DNA repair. So it doesn't make the goodies that your skin needs to have that intact hydrated barrier. So these natural moisturizing factors are part of the, the hydration aspect of your skin. And they're called urea, U-R-E-A, which some which people, people think, think is come pee. from pee. Yes, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, it does occur in urine. It's a nitrogen 
molecule. And when we dissolve proteins in our body, we they turn into urea and they're excreted through your kidneys and your bladder. Has nothing to do with your product. There is no pee in your product. Well, let me tell you one little side yes, story yes. because this happened to me. Uh, a girl came to me who had acne uh, to get a facial. And she was from a Latin country. And she said that she has been spritzing pee on her face in a bottle that she has peed into the bottle right. to do. And I kept a very straight face trying to be in my head. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. But I, I then um, she said that that the urea or from the pee is to dry up the acne. And this is an old thing that her grandma yes, used to tell is. her. Right. And so I went to Dr. Vicki and asked her about that at the time because I was working there. Right. And she told me that's not really a good idea to do that. Um, I She understands the concept of it, but she would, you know, there's other right. products that... Right. You know, to t how to tell her nicely, like, don't, probably not a good idea to do that. But what yeah. do you think about that? I mean, is that is what they do. And it's supposedly free of bacteria. I don't know if that is true or not, but because uh, I'm not a urologist. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's done in a lot of cultures. As a matter of fact, there's cultures in arid climates, desert climates, where uh, women and men would take. Uh, camel dung or cow dung or goat dung and pee and make a cake out of it and put it on their skin to keep it protected and hydrated. Ew. Uh, yes. But, you know, it's, <laughs> so it shows gross. you that we're very resourceful. Right. Humans are very resourceful. But, <laughs> but the urea in product is not from pee. No, it is not. Thank it's, you. It is actually it's one of the very first um, molecules to be synthesized in a laboratory back in, I think it was the early 1800s. But if you see urea with another word like diazolidinyl urea or uh, imidazolidinyl urea, those are preservatives. We're talking about urea by itself, U-R-E-A. And it's in a lot of good uh, dermatological products that are for very dry hands, for people with ichthyosis or or even eczema, uh, because it's very um, hydrating. You want to see it in combination, though, with um, ingredients like lactates, lactic acid, okay, or just a, a lactate of some sort, L-A-C-T-A-T-E. Is that from milk? Uh, no, it too is, is synthesized now. Synthesized. It can also be from uh, sugar cane. Can be from sugarcane. Uh, you've also got different types of sugars like glucose and fructose, and um, anything that ends in OSE is a sugar. And these are all hydrating. These are all hydrating, and you want to look for them together if possible. This mimics your own natural moisturizing factors to keep your skin naturally hydrated. Mm -hmm. Now, what glycerin does is it helps to make what we call the precursor or the molecule that your cells need to make these natural moisturizing factors, that is called filigrin, F-I-L-L-A-G-R-I-N. You're not going to see that in a container, but what you are going to see is the glycerin that then makes the filigrin and that allows your cells to make the natural moisturizing factor. So mm. that's another reason why glycerin is so important. Because it helps your body to create right, more moisturizer. Right, it gives you 
gives your, your molecule or your cells the nutrient that it needs to make the natural moisturizing factor. Mm, that's an and so filigrin is in glycerin? No, uh, the cells use glycerin to make filigrin, and then they make uh, natural moisture. Oh, filigrin's moisture. in our cells. Cells. It's Got made it. by our cells. Okay. So we have glycerin. Cell takes it up, okay, eats it up. Then it makes filigrin, which it needs to make natural moisturizing factors. When it makes those, it spits out these natural moisturizing factors into the mortar around the cell, and that helps to keep the cell plump and hydrated and your skin filled with water. So can we say that when using a product with glycerin in the top high ingredients, right. um, that if you are using that product for a long period of time, it's going to actually make your cells make more of their own moisture and over time just repair Since we haven't done a study on your particular cells, Uh I can't say that for sure, but I can Uh say there's a 99% chance of that being true. Okay. (laughs) I was just trying to figure out how that all... So so it is actually helping inside repair in part of yourself. Not repair. Not repair, but create. Create. Moisture. Produce. Produce. Yes. Moisture. And not producing the the moisture, producing the moisture holders. Mm. Okay. That's what humectants do is they draw in moisture. So you still need to have moisture, which would come from the air or from hyaluronic acid. Right. Not in this desert we live in. Not a lot of moisture in this air. Yeah, well. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, I know the last week it's been very cold. I know. And a lot of moisture, which yes. makes it colder, right? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting so, the way that and works. And one last ingredient that I really like is called panthenol, P-A-N-T-H-E-N-O-L. It's uh, what the the body needs to make vitamin B5 or pantothenic acid. Uh, panthenol is another super hydrator. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it goes into your skin, it helps to pull water into the cells as well. So, and is when you see an ingredient, does it always have to say panthenol, or can sometimes it say B five? Because I know I've seen stuff B five is B5. an illegal listing. Okay, so because B five stands for pantothenic acid, panthenol is what we call the precursor or the molecule that your cell needs to make pantothenic acid. Mm -hmm. So it's not named B5. If you're going to say B5, you're not going with the regulations for the United States uh, ingredient, legal ingredient listings. But you can say panthenol B5 or just panthenol. Just panthenol. You can't say B5. B5 at all anymore. You never have been able to, but people do it. I know somebody who does. (laughs) A big, big, big company. Okay. So maybe they changed it. I hope so, because FDA is not going to come after them. But because... They uh, won't? No, they're not. They don't have the the money to. They don't have the uh, budget. Mm. So they only had... One of the heads of the FDA about 30 years ago told me, unless you're killing or maiming anybody, we don't have the budget to come out and regulate. Oh, gosh. I don't know if we should tell people that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was 30 years ago. That is not today. That is not today. Today they will come after you. So watch yourselves, people. You got to be careful. Yeah. So there's a lot of other good humectants, uh, saccharides, algae peptides, 
uh, your uh, glycolic, your lactic, honey is becoming really popular. Another panthenol ingredient is dexpanthenol, which uh, can get into the dermis and actually helps to repair some of the damage in the dermis with collagens. Uh, That study was done in uh, Germany. Uh, I think Americans have very similar skin to Germans, so it probably applies to them, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this little episode up here. And we will definitely talk about hydrators on many shows because it's just part of our conversation. And if if we find a future need to have, I feel like we should have maybe an episode just on all the hyaluronic acids since there's a big hype about what you should use and what you shouldn't use. Yes, so I think that's yeah. important that yeah. we talk about that on a future episode as well. I do too. I do too. Well, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. It's it always was so lovely. wonderful to be with you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There is so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at info at